From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McGrady, Clark Ford Studio here today. We'll uh, get some little stuff of all uh, all three Ole Miss sports. Talk a little about the Super Bowl that happened a couple days ago. I think it's still within the frame of reference for uh, for that. I'll back with you this morning with those things and more coming up on the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You get ten free dollars. All you have to do to do that is head to any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, take a picture of the QR code, automatically opens up the Exxon Mobile app, 1,000 points, $10 there with the Blue Sky here in Oxford or anywhere up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi. Lunch special is five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can uh, shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that uh, other people do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. You'll love um, everything about Clark Ford. They'll take great care of you. Corey always says he wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a great place to um, go grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. Great beer selection. Full bar and more. Just a great place to hang out. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So, uh, hit a couple things today. We've got a lot of stuff going on uh, on the site at rebelgrove.com. Neil with a um, long feature yesterday on Troy Brown, the uh, Central Michigan transfer who's heading in to, uh, to be the middle linebacker, most likely, uh, hopefully, here uh, here with, uh, with the Rebels in the fall. Um, so, you can read about his story coming in from Central Michigan, Flint uh, from hometown, a lot of stuff there for uh, him. Really good, really, really good guy. Neil and I uh, sat down with him last week. Uh, enjoyed him a, a lot. Seems um, genuine, really good fit for the team. So that and more. Also uh, announcing that sometime uh, prior to fall, we will present the uh, the Troy Brown Show. That is um, presented by our uh, our hand raise guys, sponsor. Neil, I'll let you tell people a little bit about them in a second. But um. He's gonna be neat. We're gonna that's kind of following up. We got some other stuff in the works as well. But uh, Troy will talk some Mac. We'll talk stuff about his first experiences in the SEC and stuff about his story, which is really cool as well. So uh, just uh, that, and hopefully more news coming along those fronts as well soon. Yeah, the Troy Brown Show will be brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. We'll tape our first one sometime, probably in March. I would guess mid March ish. Uh, that's brought to you by those guys. Remember the same different names, same great products and services. It's today's kind of an example of this. You woke up this morning, it was cold. It's going to be 70 degrees by the end of the day. Uh, back cold tonight, getting to that point of the year where some people use their heat and their air conditioning at the same time. And you also know that there's one more cold spell coming. That's the way this works. There's one more cold spell coming, and then the spring comes, and you probably want to make sure that that air conditioning system is in uh, great shape. So get in touch with the people at... Um, Comer Heating and Air, if you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, at 
1-800-926-1777. If you um, live in DeSoto County, Hernando, Memphis, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 662-429-4429. They stepped up uh, pretty big time on this, uh, working on another one as well that think may get done, but when, when it does, we'll tell you about it. But uh, the businesses that um, are stepping up and make this possible, the way that you repay them is to use them for your business. So there you yeah. go. Uh, we were not live with you. We did have a, uh, a podcast yesterday. Brian Rippey and I did kind of a deep dive on Ole Miss baseball, a season preview for uh, for Friday. It opens up against uh, Central Florida, or not Central Florida, Charleston Southern um, at 4 o'clock on Friday for that. Um, we'll talk a little more about it in a while, but Ole Miss going with um, Derek Diamond, John Gaddis, the transfer from Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and then Drew McDaniel for a weekend rotation to open up the season. Basketball tonight it is against South Carolina. What is a uh, start time on that one, Neil? Six o'clock. And so he's early. I think it's six o'clock. It's good. Um, early game. We'll make sure it's six o'clock. Okay. So South Carolina, Ole Miss. Again, we'll talk a little about that more in a minute, too. Just kind of set the table a little bit. Would you be in? Is, is this enough odds here? Obviously, you've got multiple quarterbacks in the running for this, but I saw this on Twitter this morning. Multiple Vegas sports books running uh, Matt Corral as plus five hundred to be the first quarterback taken. Is that enough odds or no? Um, five to uh, one. I would want a little more. I do think is six. Okay, six o'clock. I would want a little more. I do think he's going to make more of a run because he didn't get a senior day, and I think he's going to have a really good pro day in combine where it at least it at least tightens up into a better bet in a month or two. It just sounds like there's multiple franchises that are in love with Willis right now. And so he would be my bet to go first. But, yeah, Matt could blow people away. I don't know what his ankle health is. Yeah, I assume it's fine. I haven't heard otherwise, but, you know, he did lose a little time there. And the Senior Bowl can be beneficial for people. They get a chance to look at him, and teams get a, they get a chance to watch him in a pro system and a pro practice. And, you know, Willis did really well. Pickett did really well. Yeah, he, he had a good week. So um, His only negative at this point has been the hand size. I mean, no, no jokes. I mean, yeah. that's been the only real real negative to his campaign at this point. So we'll see. I mean, they all have pro days. I, I I think Matt. I think Matt's probably ends up being the second or third quarterback taken. Just reading the tea leaves, but he could blow people away at a combine and um, change everything. But as of today, I'd probably bet on Willis. So I don't know five to one odds. If you want to put twenty bucks on it, that wouldn't be bad. You could. I would want no interest in it if the odds were any lower than that at all. No. Three fifty no. four nine. I don't know. No, I'm good. No. It would take at least five to one to go. Okay, yeah, it's worth the it's worth the twenty or yeah. the hundred. Just see, sure. Just see what kind of happens at uh at that point. Um, but I don't know. Uh, other thing yesterday, Ole Miss uh, because of hiring Springer from Marshall as their special teams coordinator, reaching out to the uh, the kicker from USC out of the uh, the portal. Neil wrote about him yesterday as uh, as well. So, um, yeah, he heard from Ole Miss for the first time on Sunday, and then he had a conversation with the new special teams yeah. coach. He had a prior relationship with him, and that is what spurred this. Yeah, yeah. So. That's at rebelgrove.com. I don't even think that story is behind a paywall, so you can just go read it. It's there. I don't think that um, we have any update on Caden Costa that I'm aware of. I mean, it feels 
it feels like he's going to have to get really, really lucky to be eligible in 2022. I mean, that's my guess. That's the way I read the rules. Yeah. I mean, the rules say one year, not the rest of one season. No, no, no. It's one calendar year from the date of decision or whatever, however Which you want to phrase that. make him eligible for the Egg Bowl next season. I mean, that's his problem. So they can leave him on scholarship, and he can continue to be on scholarship, but he can't play. What do you do with a guy that has two years even after this? And obviously is talented. I mean, what was what, 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 where would your head be on what to do with his his spot? Caden's spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you operate at 84 scholarships for a year because of a kicker? Probably. I mean, I probably carry two kickers. I mean, what I would really do, if I think if I were Ole Miss, mm-hmm. is I would sign the kid from USC. I would carry two kickers. And one of two things is going to happen. Um, Lewis is either going to have a great year. He's draft eligible. He has three years of eligibility left, but this is his third year, so he could he could go pro. Or if he does so well, Caden's going to leave. He'll get in the portal. That's what I'd do. I'd cover my bases. I, I wouldn't go through an 11-game season without a kicker. Well, yeah, not doing that for sure. Yeah, And so yeah. I don't know where else you're going to go get a kicker. This kid has offers from Ohio State, LSU, Notre Dame. He's 26. Miami just offered. 26. 26 teams have reached out and offered. He's kicked at the college level. He uh, He's enamored with Lane Kiffin, and he's tight with Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg from playing together at USC. And that I, makes sense. From talking to him, I think um, – from talking to him, I, I, I think Ole Miss would have a – a real, real, real shot. Like a real shot. Like maybe be the prohibitive favorite with an offer. But I don't think – I think if they if they don't offer fairly soon, I think he's going to go elsewhere. He's pretty intrigued by Ohio State. Ohio State also. Okay. I mean, who, would, who wouldn't be? Yeah, sure. He's excited about the SEC, the thought of kicking in the SEC, the thought of playing in the SEC. He's followed it. He's a, he's a really bright, personable kid. He would do remarkably well. I mean, from a media standpoint and all of that. I mean, he's he's funny. I mean, I enjoyed – I don't typically I, – I do enjoy talking to the transfer portal kids more than the kid kids. Because it's just business. It's just kind of business, and they've been through it a little bit, and mm-hmm. so now they're a little they're a little older. I mean, it's more fun to talk to college juniors than it is high school juniors. Just difference in maturity. That way, I, I enjoy talking to my kids more. <laughs> I mean, Campbell's more fun to talk to at 20 than she was at 16. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. But he's, I mean, he's sharp. But, you know, they'll have to move pretty quickly. And um, Springer recruited him when Springer was at University of Arizona. Parker's from Phoenix, that area. So, we'll see. I don't I don't know how you can, if you're Ole Miss, roll the dice on, on Caden Costa. No, you have to have another capable kicker on the roster. Because, I mean, look, maybe he wins his appeal. Maybe there's a lot a lot we don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there is. But on the surface, I don't really see where he has much of a case. No, I mean, it's – He failed the test. They retested. He failed it again. Mm-hmm. It's a prohibited substance, and the penalty is one year. There you go. It hit Will Greer back in the day. I mean, they have they have done this to people over the course of the – the last decade or however long this this rule has been this exactly way in place. So you cover your ground, and at the end of the year, you sort it out. Two, if if they're both successful kickers, they're not going to both sit around on scholarship. 
No, 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 of course not. You know. Um, if Lewis comes in and he tears it up, then you. It is what it is. You, Costa would get in the portal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, the portals. And he would not, he would, somebody asked what he loses the year of eligibility. It would just count as his red shirt. I mean, you're not, he's not red shirting anywhere, so he's fine. He yeah. would still have three years of playing time eligibility he has remaining. four to play three. Yeah. However yeah. that wants to run. And he could go someplace and kick one year and go pro. And Caden's got a pro leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the odds, that's the thing about the whole red shirt year thing. The number of guys on a Power 5 roster that are going to stick at one place for five years is going to be so small. Because if you're really good, you're going to go pro after year three or four. And if you're not really good, you're probably going to get processed out. There will be some guys. I mean, it is a fine line of what would be required to hang on that long. The whole red shirt thing, I get it. And it's just part of the changing landscape. And a lot of people just aren't crazy about change and stuff. I get that. So they, they get hung up on the whole red shirt year thing. But if a guy shows up and you look at him, you're like, hey, he's got a chance to play for us. I don't know. That In the past, that goes, let's red shirt him. Let's mm-hmm. develop him. Let's see what happens. Now it's, nah, let's play him. Let's see what happens. If he's not, if he's not significantly better than this, he's not going to be here in a couple of years anyway. Well, it's one of the two things that stuck out from – those roster snapshots that we did last week of putting up how what the eligibility was for every position on the field, um, whether they'd use their transfer portal year and how much they played at whatever their respective school was last year. You can find those rebelgrub.com or create some sort of link. I just don't know what that looks like yet um, for them. But the two things that were fairly eye-opening is that Ole Miss last year, if they could help anywhere on the field, special teams or not, they were more than willing to play that fifth and sixth game and wasn't worried about the red shirt at all. It was just playing if you need. Like, Braylon Brown played five games. Okay, fine, move on. Like, I don't, it is what I don't it is. think it was – I just don't think it was a thought. Yeah. And, and and I saw some people kind of criticize Kiffin for it. And two years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, man, that was irresponsible. Yeah, but now. But today, with the way the portal is – I mean, we're one step away from allowing trades, so whatever. I mean, yeah. like, it is what it is. I mean, I the, the way it's set up now, you might as well play them. And then the other thing that it, that, that, that thing was eye-opening about was, and we know this anyway, and you know it in your head, but when you see it, it even, even adds it on even more, because some people mention this too, that COVID year has jumbled these rosters into oh, yeah. this mess mm-hmm. of eligibility. Because like you said, you need guys going pro. You need guys leaving, because Ole Miss only has like four or five dudes with one year of eligibility remaining. Literally the entire damn roster can return next season if it wants to. Yeah, on which a, creates some signing class. I mean, oh god! I mean, there's craziness there. And on a year where 18 guys have already left for the portal, and I assume a few more will, at least a couple more will. But you're also putting people in, back in those places that right. will have additional years, probably. So you're either going to have some guys leave early, or you're going to have, or you're going to have guys enter the portal, or you're not going to have room to sign a full class. Which I think the latter is going to be. You think that's going to start happening when they just can't do the the 28, the 32, the 25, the whole deal? Well, I think that's going to be the case at Ole Miss this year. I mean, if you told me that Ole Miss signs 22 guys, 12 high school kids, and 10 transfer portals, do I buy it? Sure. But to get to 22, you'd have to process some guys. Well, that, that's what I'd say. Even, I mean, cause even adding a portal requires a spot, so you're still – the 85 still a number. 
people get hung up on 32. You can't add 32 every year unless you are doing a lot of processing. Yeah. And there will be programs that do a lot of processing. Yeah, that's filling out the entire thing plus seven. So. Now, I talked to a, a coach at a smaller level yesterday who said, hey, we are going to go pure high school. I'm like, really? Oh. And he's like, yeah, because the there's more guys that are falling to us. Yeah. So we're going to go get the them. average talent level has increased for those guys. Yeah, they're like doing a whole roster reset. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, like right now, guys with one year of eligibility remaining on Ole Miss. I'm just scanning this list quickly. Tavius Robinson has two to play one. This is on defense. Mm-hmm. Troy Brown has one to play one. He was in Central Michigan a long time. He has one year of eligibility remaining, trying to get to the NFL. Otis Reese has two to play one. Defense, that's it. On offense. Mason Brooks. He might be it. He has one to play one. He literally might be it. He is uh, Jordan Rhodes. That's it. Okay, yeah. Those two dudes. Two guys that are basically using their COVID year. Yeah, four or five people on the whole damn roster. And Troy's using his COVID year. Troy Brown. Correct, yes. Because he was at Central Michigan for five seasons. Oh, that's right. Red-shirted, played a little, then started three years. Mm Mm-hmm. But because the 2020 year was such a cluster, he gets he got the extra year and he's going to use it. He got banged up in the middle of the year last year. Wants to stay healthy. Wants to play at a bigger level. He did at least get some experience against three Power Five teams last year. They mm-hmm. played Missouri, LSU, and Washington State. That's correct. They were in the bowl game snafu when things mm-hmm. got moved around and they ended up in the Sun Bowl. Again, you can read all that at com. I, I tell you, speaking of Troy, speaking of just the guys who have two to play one, I feel like Otis Reese deserves like some transfer award in this thing because that dude transfers from Georgia, and then he was directly responsible for Troy Brown and Mark Robinson over yeah. the last two years. Yeah. I mean, that cat has – you can't say Otis hadn't put the word out. I mean, he – Well, it worked out for him. I mean, you know, he he left a place where it was – he was having a hard time getting on the field and got to a place where he's increased his pro stock. I mean, this is a big year coming up for Otis. Um, yeah. He's got to prove that – got to prove that he can handle the physicality of it. He's got to prove that he can be better in pass coverage, but but it certainly has given him a chance to raise his stock. He was going to get process- he was on his way to getting processed at Georgia. Yeah. And so instead he took advantage of his situation, but look, the the 85 thing is real. So when your roster's full and you only have a handful of guys and you just chronicled them who are automatically out, who's who's now other guys will leave like, you know, Nick Broker's not going to stay. Past this Jeremy season. James is draft eligible, and I suspect Jeremy will, with a strong season, go pro. Mm-hmm. Um, Evans could go pro. It's his third year, right? Third year of college. Zach, is that right? That he played at TCU two seasons. Yeah, let me look. I, I, is that right? Is he in that set? Well, almost positive because he okay. was a target that first year. It was that first year, wasn't it? That's what I was trying yeah. to come up with. So he played in 19. He played in – or he played in 20 and 20. I don't know. Yeah, he played in 20 and 21 at TCU. So he could go pro after a strong season. That's where it actually becomes the more critical thing, and the thing I will find a way to document and add to those things is – Who's draft eligible? Because frankly, that might matter even more than eligibility. Well, it's anybody point. who played. In, yes, you're, you are starting correct. in 2020. They're yes. draft eligible after after yeah. this season. Yeah, Zach Evans played 208 snaps in 2021 and 119 snaps in 2020 and a uh, 2020. Yeah, so he could go pro. Yeah. So you know that they'll 
it's kind of a mixed bag there. People go, I don't want him to go pro, but yeah, well, thank you. But you need, if he has a great season, he would be a strong candidate to go pro because he's a running back, number one. Then number two, that lets you, that opens up a spot. So it'll be, the roster turnover is just going to become such a different storyline than what people are used to because the whole fifth year senior thing, I just, I think that's going to be a dying breed. Unless it's guys that you're bringing in like Troy Brown, like Mason Brooks, those kinds of things. But guys that you sign and then five years later they're still at your program, I just I don't think that's going to be very common at the Power 5 level at all. No, we're about to see college basketball type turnover where it's just yeah. move, 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 yeah, move, move. For move, sure. Move. Well, I mean, if the numbers that I just gave out, those that, that is college basketball-ish. Four or five guys leave, a handful of guys go pro, you process a handful of guys, you bring in 12 high school seniors and 10 transfer portal guys. That That is kind of college basketball-ish. And I think that's where they're headed. It's where Ole Miss is headed, so, uh, obviously. I mean, they don't even – No, that's their goal. They make no bones about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even what could happen. It's the plan, if they will, so – all right, we'll hit a couple of things in a second. We do that today by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You can local underwriting understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, this is the last week to register for Oxford Park Commission Youth Baseball and Softball for the uh, 2022 spring season. The uh, leagues are open for ages 5 to 17 in baseball, 5 to 12 in softball. It's $50 per participant. The uh, season begins on Monday, April the 25th. All of the games are played at lovely M-Trade Park. Go to OxfordParkCommission.com. You have until uh, February the 20th. So you got five days. If you want to uh, your, your child to play baseball or softball, you need to get them signed up this week at OxfordParkCommission.com. Uh, lots of college basketball going on, a lot of NBA. If you want to bet that, go to uh, Brothrow. It's a uh, sports betting network that's free to use. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Just go to Brothrow.com to get uh, registered today. Go to Dead Soxy. Uh, they, they're uh, Valentine's Day Special just ended at midnight last night, but you can still get a 25% off by entering the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout at DeadSoxy, DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available on the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20, that's REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, ACS, owned and operated by my good friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Uh, Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, 
custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. Go to acsllcms.com for more information or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. It's johnsonhillcreamery.com. They're right there on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford, 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. And you know about the king cakes, still plenty of time to get those. You can order those all the way through Fat Tuesday, which is March 1st. So a couple more weeks for that. Multiple flavors, the lemon curd, the cinnamon, the pecan praline, or the new cheesecake one that is pretty neat as uh, as well. Where they take their cheesecake dip, put it in there, and then uh, and bake it up for you. And remember, they make all their cheeses and things locally and in-house there every single day. So uh, whether it be cheeses, charcuterie plates, artisanal cheese trays, and more. Johnson Hill Creamery, again, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. That's 662-419-9201. Um, I don't think you or I had a ton going on. What was uh, what was your what was your Super Bowl like? What you, would you do? Uh, worked most of it. Um, worked on that Troy Brown stuff for a good bit. Uh, got a couple of calls that I was waiting on right before the game started. Okay. Um, I mean, I was disappointed in the way it ended. More disappointed with the – I thought the third down call was an egregious miss. I would have loved – The holding or – Yeah. On, or the play call, sorry. Which, which one are we talking about? The, the penalty on okay. Wilson gotcha, gotcha. where that was not holding. That was That's a bad call. I would have loved to have seen that game come down to a fourth down. That would have been fun. You know, I mean – Stafford was brilliant mm-hmm. in the second half, but I would have loved to have seen that particular play have to play out. Fourth and goal at the eight would have been fun. I don't know if directed. I, I don't mean in a very tangible, directed way, but do you think in their heads it was a makeup call from the missed touchdown or the touchdown that resulted from a penalty earlier in the game? I mean, certainly possible. That's a hell of a time to 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 do it. Um, I think they obviously knew at the half they'd missed that call on yeah. Higgins bad. They knew that that had impacted the, the Super Bowl. Sure. But to call a game one way for 58 and a half minutes. See, that's the thing is that they let them just frankly assault one another for, for the entire they game. They called nothing for 58 and a half minutes. And then, and then the calls that they also missed on that very play, both Rams tackles jumped. They didn't call it. Yeah. On the fourth down play, Aaron Donald lined up off sides. They didn't call it. They didn't. They just couldn't figure out what they were doing. But oh, I can't. You can't even say it. You can't say it. They did not go get the most veteran officials to call that game. They did not have the most experienced officials calling that game. They didn't, and it showed. In a big stage, some younger officials kind of ate the whistle until the end when they called it. And then, and I, I get it's a football play, and I don't even know who hit him. I don't remember who the bingo was. But the play of the game was the helmet-to-helmet on cup because that's holding on the Rams right there. Ten yards. Yeah, you move them up back to the 16 or the 18 or the 14 was it or Bell whatever it was. It may have been Von Bell. Yeah. You know, you, you, you back them up, and that puts them into a ridiculous situation at that point. Um, and I think it was the right call on the targeting. I mean, I think, I think, I think it was the right 
overall call. It again, the game. That's what you hated. It, it was shaping up as this brilliant, like McVeigh on fourth down at his own thirty-two says, "Screw it, we got to go for it here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. calls, you know, because on third down they they didn't get it. And I mean, right before that play, I'd been telling people that were here. I was like, "Man, the the Rams, it's not automatic. They can get one yard." No, because I couldn't run the football at all. You know, the Bengals did a great job defensively against the run, and I thought, well, they're going to have to pull something out of their hat. You know what's funny also on that last play where the last meaningful play. Yeah, first play of the second half. Sorry, Higgins' touchdown was the first play of the second oh, half. Oh, that's right. That's right. But I'm sure they knew yeah. that they'd missed it. Um, the, the last play, if um, – Burrow has one more second. Just one more second. Did you see he this? He dumps that off, yeah. No, yeah. Jalen Ramsey fell down. Oh, did he really? No, I didn't see this. Jamar Chase wide open. It's a touchdown. I mean, it's right there. And it's just, you know, but it, it's, it's the beauty of the NFL. If you go back and look at the Bengals' playoff games, they could have lost to the Raiders, could have lost to the Titans, could have lost to the Chiefs. We're 20 yards from forcing overtime against the Rams. And the Rams could have lost to the uh, Bucks. Game went to overtime. Yeah, sure. Could have lost to the 49ers. I mean, it, the what makes that sport the the king that it is is that you go back and you look back through the playoffs, and if you played the playoffs again and again and again, you probably wouldn't get the same results. But no, but Ramsey fell down on that play. I don't know whether he got juked down or whether he fell down. But Jamar Chase was just going to run free. And so if he had one more second and see Donald's lined up, you know, it's just interesting. It was not a very good officiating crew. There was some criticism kind of out there in the NFL Reddit world with people who are pretty informed mm-hmm. about the selection of that officiating crew. So, you know, they got burned by it. Because I do think, look, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to do anything to the NFL, but I do think it took away from what should have been a kind of a historic game. It took something away from it that it ended like that with those, like people looked at that third down call and like, mm, that's not the way this was supposed to go. I mean, that was a big time play. You'd love to see what McVeigh and Stafford and Cup would have dialed up on fourth down with their season on the line. The whole thing right there. But Cup was brilliant. Stafford was brilliant. Stafford's that no-look throw where he looks bell two bells left mm-hmm. and then throws it into a window. I mean, that was a big moment in that game, too. I mean, that, OBJ getting hurt changed the entire game. Absolutely. Yeah, took away. Let them really focus on some other Bronick things. or whatever had a horrible game yeah. in, in place of Beckham. Um, you know, and then Cincinnati's Achilles heel – you knew it would. You knew they'd struggle with it, and they did. They just had a very hard time protecting Burrow. Yeah. I mean, it took a while. Donald was not overly effective because of the way they were blocking him early, and they doubled him, did a lot of chipping, did everything they had to do. I mean, duh, you can't yeah. single up on Aaron Donald all night long. And the Rams um, made an adjustment that forced them to go into more single on Donald and, and – that was they just couldn't handle it. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, that was the one. Thought Burrow played fine. Um, yeah, he did fine for a guy fine. who just had no yeah. time. Yeah, and he missed a couple of throws. Missed a couple of throws that would have been big. He had, he had a couple of 
opportunities there. I didn't like their on their drive, the third down call to Samaje Perine. I, I hated it. I'm like, right there, let's throw. We're throwing. But they were so – they had such a hard time running between the tackles. But backup running back at Aaron Donald. Yeah. That, uh, that just wasn't a good play call. They ran one screen the whole night against a team that was pretty susceptible to screens because of how aggressive they are with the pass rush. It was Look, it was a great game. And probably the best The best team certainly won. The Bengals, the Bengals will be interesting moving forward. They're a young team. They have $50 million to spend. Uh, and they have one area that clearly needs to be spent on, and they know it. So, Otherwise, they're pretty damn solid and good. Because, like, I mean, as you've been saying for a while, the defense was better than it got credit for being. Played well. Um, they yeah. get pressure. They do some things. I mean, they're oh. not bad at all defensively. No, they're, they're better than they get credit for defensively. Um, I get a kick out of some of the people that are like, well, they won a bunch of lucky games. and That's the NFL. If you don't want – I mean – that's that's what makes the NFL great is that most games are pretty damn competitive. Most games are a one possession game. That's why you don't look at you don't look on Sunday at the betting lines and go, "Hey, Cincinnati minus 25 and a half." <laughs> I mean, frankly, it's where the college game just is inferior to the pro game is that you don't have nearly as many close matchups. A different thing. It's a total an inferior is the wrong word. Yeah. It's just a completely There's four di- times as many teams. And it's just a create. completely different sport. I mean, it's the same. I get it's the same sport, but it's a different sport. Sure. What drives people to cheer for college football is something completely different than what drives most people to cheer for the NFL, for NFL teams. It's just a different thing. Not a criticism, just a difference. But that's the NFL by nature is a lot of close games. Like I just said about the playoffs. I mean, yeah. look at the Rams. I mean, you know, you the Rams almost lost in the divisional playoff. Yeah, they. The NFL, there were matchup discrepancies, and they punished people wild card weekend because there was a clear gap on the matchups in those games. Yeah, and then after that, just flip coins. Every yeah. every game was a flip of a coin. Well, I mean, literally, yesterday from a straight who won the game with the most time left, that might have been the most of the last seven games of the postseason, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it still was decided in the final minute. In the final minute, yeah. I just didn't like the third the third down call. Yeah, I've I'm probably throwing something there. That might have been a time to throw a screen try, or even jump. take a shot because they're kind of bunched up against the run. The shot they were going to take on um, – because I think they were taking a shot on fourth down. I think the plan was to go to um, uh, chase deep. Okay. I mean, Zach Taylor's come out and said they weren't playing for the field goal. They were trying to win the game. He went for fourth downs all day. He was doing that. He was trying to yeah. maximize. Now, I thought that first one was a mistake. At the 50? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was an error. Instead of pinning them and letting it. Well, just everybody, you're still kind of in a boxing match. You're still just sort of feeling jabs. each other out. And that would have been an opportunity to go, hey, let's just, let's punt. Let's not give them any, let's make them drive the field. Because they'd already seen that, hey, that first drive of the Rams, we're okay against their run. You know, if you're the Bengals. And the Rams were going to try to establish that running game for a while. They didn't want to get into a track meet. Because Stafford has a tendency to make mistakes. He made a couple mm-hmm. of mistakes. Yeah, he's so. flame-throwing. It's good and bad and all over the place. And yeah. It's, it's Yeah. But it was look, it was a great game, and, and the NFL once again put on a great show, and that's what they do really well. You put any stock into Donald or McVay retiring? Sure. Um, you know. Strong rumors McVay may go do TV for a while, do a Gruden route, and then come back at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean. 
36. You know how hard he worked. There's there's a burnout that comes with that. I mean, they just obsessive work around the clock. Can they repeat that? They've the Rams kind of are the opposite of the Bengals, right? They've kind of mortgaged a lot of future superstars in one shot for yeah. what they got, and it worked. They got the they got the title. No, Everybody hundred percent done. Absolutely, it's it's you you say success, but there's going to be a, a price to pay for that success. They got to break it up a little bit. Yeah, so I could see that, and I mean Stafford doesn't have a lot left. I mean, no, I mean, if I'm if I'm Matthew Stafford, I don't know what his financial situation is, but you assume it's pretty I mean, damn good. I would assume, and I probably think about it at this point. I got a ring. I mean, I'm a Hall of Famer now. Oh, you think he's in? Absolutely. Do you really? Yes. I watched his career in Detroit. People just don't realize how good he was. There. If you're a Lions fan today, because we talk about this on this podcast all the time, you got to have the quarterback. You got to have the quarterback. That's what's going to get you go. They had the quarterback and sucked. They had the quarterback. They yeah. couldn't do anything else around the quarterback yep. to not even be a factor. Well, but that's the thing about the NFL. As much as it's parody, you still have to be smart. You have to have good organizational. The, the, the organizations that win are good. It's why people look at the Rams, for example, and they look at McVay and they go, okay, well, we can't hire McVay. Let's hire someone who's been with McVay. Detroit made a lot of really bad GM moves, head coaching moves, a lot of bad roster moves. People, I mean, they're, you know, two NFL superstars in Detroit looked at their franchise and went, I'm done. I quit. You know, Matthew Stafford's career was just in shambles there. And I tried to tell people when he got traded to the Rams, like, that's a game changer because that dude is a great player, and, and he is. But, no, I mean, I could see Aaron Donald going, I don't want to work this hard anymore. I wanted a ring. I got a ring. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm 30. I don't. How much more do I want to do? Right, this? he's in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean – my gut, if you told me to actually put odds on it, my gut says McVay is more likely than Donald. But I don't know why in the hell I think that. Just, just. Yeah. Just, and now I think McVay will be back. I don't think he's done coaching right now. But he could go do TV. He's very, very good. I watched that podcast with him and Kyle Shanahan and stuff, and he's extremely good. Very bright. Mm-hmm. You don't lose on TV on Sunday. Like you said, you got a ring. I mean, no. Like, I, I, he could kind of do the John Madden deal madden was a young guy got a ring got out went into tv and made a fortune people watch nfl yeah and now a lot of this is coming from mcveigh a couple days before the super bowl talking about family balance and a lot of that stuff and what do we need to do what do we not need to do sure you know and sometimes guys just can't stop i mean yeah because it almost feels like if nothing else he's trying to be aware enough to make himself pause and go, okay, what am I doing? Why? And don't let – because every NFL head coach has a, an obsession about them or they wouldn't be there. So let's calm the obsession and now see what, what yeah, happens from yeah. there. But, I mean, you know, he could he could go do TV for two years. At any point, he could pick up the phone and call any one of 32 teams and say, I want to be your coach. And done. It's done. So, yeah, or, or he could stay with the Rams. But if you stay with the Rams, I think you have to understand that you're probably taking a step back soon. In a division that is it's just hell. loaded. Yeah. And so that step back might not be. There are three other really quality franchises in your division. Yeah, it might not be the route you want to go. Because a step back 
you could go from first to third in a hurry in that division. Who's the next NFC West team to win a Super Bowl? I mean, it depends on what the 49ers do at quarterback. It could be them next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, does Aaron Rodgers go there? You know, do you I mean, believe in Collar to that level? To win a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they were just mauled by the Rams, but one game, matchup nightmare, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, that. I, I, I mean, I'm not holding that against him. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah, I mean, he could easily. I mean, the 49ers are – the 49ers were in the game in the final two minutes against the Rams. I mean, they they, they could have been in the Super Bowl easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, they sure could – if the 49ers take a step up from Garoppolo at quarterback, are they, a, are they a title contender? Yeah, they were a title contender with Garoppolo. Yeah, sure. So, sure. Ron had a good point. He said they're arguing a little bit about <clears throat> the hardest positions to play in the NFL, corner or quarterback – I still think it's quarterback, but I will say your inability to touch the receiver while he has the ability to do almost any damn thing in the world to you and him knowing where the ball is going is a matchup nightmare that's hard to put words on. Sure. Playing corner in the NFL is incredibly freaking difficult. Well, I mean, look at – I mean, I mean, I think most people would agree Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the league. Yeah. And he's – Getting burned. I mean, He's one right guard and right tackle doing their job on one play for one and a half seconds longer from being the GOAT. Yeah, I'm not the in goat, the negative goat, way. The, the negative goat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I mean, he I mean, could have been the goat and the goat. Yeah, it's those three. It's quarterback, corner, and left tackle. And even to some degree, right tackle. Now, yeah. I mean, it's everybody's athletic. Well, yeah. The yeah, days yeah. of hey, we'll hide that guy over there. No, the days no, no. of the whole blindside thing, pretty much over. I mean, these these defensive coaches in the NFL are so smart, and all the linemen are so athletic. And the linebackers are so fast, and they can bring safeties. Like you watch the way the Bengals use Hilton in the in the blitz mm-hmm. package. Most quarterbacks aren't athletic enough to deal with that, and so you you have to be really good in protection, yeah. or else it it really limits what you can do. Happened so much of Burrow the other day. Like Burrow had a bad game or whatever. Look, when you're getting hit as many times as he got hit in the postseason, it's pretty. I mean, we got tackled like seventeen times between the Titans and the Chiefs. I mean, Titans and the and the Rams. Yeah, you're getting sacked that many times. Well, there's there's not everything in your playbook is not available to you anymore. You know, I mean, and he can't he couldn't move around and get away from those guys. I mean, they're 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 so athletic and so big and so strong, and they were limited on what they could do. I mean, they knew they didn't have many opportunities, which might have been why they went for it at fourth and one at the at the fifty. I just didn't like that call. I would have punted. It felt like they had they, they, Taylor felt like he just had to get point. Like he felt like he had there was a number in his head, and mm-hmm. we've got to get there no matter what. Well, and they have a kicker who's right. I mean, he's great, you know. And so, even where they were at the forty three or whatever, they weren't but about fifteen yards from him being able to make a kick to send it to overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a couple other things in a second. First, tell you about Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Remember, there is uh, basketball tonight, South Carolina, 6 o'clock for that one. The uh, Oxford Community Market is today um, as uh, as well. That's at the Old Armory Pavilion. Marcus King at the Lyric tomorrow night. I think uh, 8 o'clock is a start time for that one. The women play uh, Texas A&M this week. And then baseball this weekend as well. So lots going on this weekend. Every week, if you're coming into town, check out VisitOxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Also see the uh, links on where to stay, what to eat, and much more. So, again, that's visitoxfordms.com. 
We're also brought to you by uh, Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by the College Corner. It is your uh, one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for uh, game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At uh, Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity and decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John, and he will um, create a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories for you and your family. Um, just give him some parameters, give him a budget. He'll give you options and know this. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email. J Edwards at Regency net. Also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Uh, euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, all of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well at Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. You love eating shrimp? Don't particularly like choosing the right option at the store or cooking at home? You're not alone. Most frozen shrimp available at the store is raised and processed 8,000 miles away and subject to poor farming practices. Don't let a bad option ruin dinner for you. Choose New Orleans-based prime shrimp and take pride in the shrimp you eat. They've been peeling and processing shrimp for 70-plus years, and they know how to do it right. Shop primeshrimp.com for a risk-free purchase, money-back guarantee, ship straight to your door, and use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. Uh, what the halftime show do for you? Oh, it was fine. It was good. I mean, you know, I, I, I listened to all that. I mean, I love Dr. Dre and Eminem and Snoop and all that stuff. It was fine. It was a halftime show. It was good. I mean, the, the people with it's the greatest halftime show ever, whatever. Okay. okay. I mean, that's, that's, I, I was fine. It's playing I, off the meme a little bit. It is the first halftime show that you went, oh, that's geared toward us. Yeah. We're oh like yeah. Uh, well, like, that's we're what, the middle aged people they are gearing that toward now is yeah. 'cause like I'm just on the back end of that. Like, you know, like it's it's yeah, oh, that's I mean, that's like, our people. That's the first time I've seen Fiddy in a while and he's no longer Fiddy, he's a dollar. He was He put on some pounds, like a lot of us have. I mean, all those guys are older. Doctor Dre's older. Snoop looks older. Eminem's older. 
I mean, those are people that we They are aging. Yes, that is correct. We listened to 20 years ago. It's been a minute. But it was great. It was fine. I don't think it's possible to have a Super Bowl show that is a, quote, great show. It's compressed into, what, 10 minutes? You've got, you got to get a stage out. you got to get a stage off. you got to do all that stuff. It's impossible, frankly, to, with the exception of Prince, which that's why I always push back. Now, that's the greatest halftime show ever. And it's probably impossible to beat, but I was a Prince guy. Yeah, sure. But for Prince, it was kind of like, just give me a guitar, give me a mic, I got it. Get out of my way. And, and yeah. you know, there was a lot of that. It was good, but it was... It was sentimental to people i'm sure and and it was uh nostalgic to people and it was good yeah eminem's 49 mary j blige is 51 dre's 56 yeah i I, I didn't look up how old snoop dogg is he's probably about that same age i'm guessing guessing he's late 40s at least right 50 50 yeah. yeah on the dot 50 October 20th, 1971. Yeah. Those cats are my age. <laughs> They're still moving around all right, I mean, though. Eminem's in his 40s, right? 49. Yeah. 47 or 49, one of the yeah. other. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like his daughter, like Haley's like 24 or 25 now. Like they used to rap about as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, she's like mid-20s. Something along those lines. But no, it's good. Always, always... I'm amused at the pushback one way or the other about Super Bowl Bowl halftime shows. Oh, that was awful, or that was the greatest ever. I'm like, usually neither one. It's just kind of, it's a show. It was good. They went and appealed to a mass audience. Most people like at least one of those artists, and a lot of people like all of those artists. Yeah, because they're all in the same genre. I mean, if you, it's it's very unlikely you go. You know what, Dr. Dre is the best thing ever. Oh God, I hate Snoop Dogg. Like that. Well, yeah. That, like. I mean, frankly, <laughs> frankly, it sounded like my run playlist. Yeah. When I go run, that's what I'm listening to 90% of the time. I need something's got to be. And the other 10's Coldplay. So and I do listen to some Coldplay. I like Coldplay. I didn't like them until I saw them in person. No, really? Yeah. That changed your perspective? Totally. They really? Yeah. They were phenomenal in person. I don't care who says, like, oh, you lose your man card. I don't care. You can have my man card, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I'm 52. I don't give a damn. They were great in person. I mean, you talk about a great show. They put on a phenomenal show. When do they typically announce it? Like six months out? Was that was that kind of right? I don't remember. I, I think we knew for a while. Yeah. Like next year's is not announced yet. They're not like a no. year in advance. I don't think like so. That. Super Bowl is in Arizona next year. Is that right? I believe that's correct. Because we've had two home Super Bowls in a row now. Yeah. Tampa mm-hmm. and L.A. I don't know that the Cardinals are a year away from a Super Bowl. It feels further away than that. Yeah. Okay. I haven't even looked at the odds for, for next season. I'm sure they are out, but I have not. Uh, I hadn't even looked. NFL 2023 Super Bowl odds. I'll take NorthJersey.com's word for it. Let's see real quick. I know it's bad pie. Just give me 10 seconds. 
bad link actually. So Saints host in twenty twenty five. Can they be a contender by then? Oh, no earlier than that for damn sure. Right. I mean, it would take. But I mean, look, no, the answer to that was yes. The Bengals did it in two years. Yeah. So yes, it's doable. Sure. But now. The Saints are not operating from a zero base. Their problem is they're, they're so damn far behind cap that. I don't remember the Michael Jackson Super Bowl performance. I, I don't either, actually. I remember Prince's because he was awesome. And we all remember like JT and Janet and the whole thing. But yeah, like, and, and I remember Tom Petty. Okay. He was good. Yeah. He was always good. I mean, you get the greats. Was the Saints Super Bowl, was that the who? I can't remember. For some reason, I think that was the who. Uh, all right. So, would you throw money down here or not? I've got 2023 champion odds. Not just reaching, but they have to win the whole thing. Okay. Chiefs plus 650. That's your favorite. No. That's still not the best one, though, at 650. I, I don't hate that number, necessarily. I don't hate the number. I just don't think they're going to be a contender for the Super Bowl. I prefer the Bills at 750 to yeah, the Chiefs at 650. I love that. I want nothing to do with the Rams at 1100. No. That's just... That's that's Vegas stealing money off Sunday. Yes, with a repeat. I that, don't I don't like their chance to repeat at all. They're going to be fat and happy. The team's going to be broken up a little bit. We don't even know if they're going to have the best yeah. player in the NFL or their coach. And they got a lot of old dudes. I mean, Whitworth's gone. Been left tackle for the Rams for a long ass time. Yes. Um, high school championships three, national championship with LSU, and now Super Bowl championship yeah. as well. So his last game at all three levels, he won. Well, he was smart enough to wait till Rustin was through with its domination in the 80s. <laughs> Where'd he play? West Monroe. Oh, did he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want nothing to do with the Cowboys at 1,300. Nope. You can get your Bengals at 1,400 for next season. That wouldn't be a bad purchase. 1,400's a good number. It's a good number. Uh, Bing, uh, Packers at 1,500. Mm, I don't like that at all. Got no, I, got, I got questions. Uh, 49ers at 1600. It's a great get. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Did you know the quarterback? I'll, I'll play that game. That's worth that's worth the hundy to see what happens. Uh, Chargers at 18. Love it. Do you? Mm-hmm. You think they're that close potentially? Yep. Absolutely. Couple of the right spots. Really? Yeah, I got a Super Bowl quarterback. Okay. You got a Super Bowl quarterback. You got a shot. Yeah, sure. Ravens at 2000. Nope, I'm just not sold. Okay, so at this point, just does anybody spark your interest? Because we're getting pretty far down the list of, okay. of, of, of favorites. Uh, Denver at 2200 No, I mean, the interest there would be if you buy the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Right. But does Aaron Rodgers turn the Broncos into a Super Bowl team? And I don't know that I buy that. You can get the AFC one seed from this year at 2200 the Tennessee well, Titans. So here's where it would be interesting, because this is the Aaron Rodgers rumor that's out there, too, that appears to have some legs. If Aaron Rodgers plays for the Titans, are they the best team in the in the um, AFC? And I think so. But now look, their window is is starting to close. They're not getting any younger. It's an older team. Look, Derrick Henry's got miles on those tires. At some point, an NFL running back gives out. Well, he gave out a little bit this yeah. year. I mean, they they patched the tire, and he's a great player. But they got to fix the quarterback deal. Tannehill and. I, Ryan Tannehill appears to be a super nice guy. And he is, he is holding you hostage because he's just good enough to yeah. make you believe. Well, he's good enough to win a division. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He won the AFC. He's just not a great quarterback. Regular season. He's just not a great quarterback. Yeah. Patriots at 2,200. Your problem there is I think you're a wild card, and that road is a wild card. It's rough. Hell. So, no. but I, You're going on the road to Kansas City and Buffalo back-to-back. Yeah. Back. The answer is no. Um, Cardinals at twenty five hundred. I mean, 
That's you worth a twenty bucks. That's twenty bucks. Yeah, you want to put twenty dollars down on a team? If I've got like a five hundred dollar budget on this thing playing around, that's sure. a, that's worth a twenty. Sure. Colts at twenty eight hundred. No. Bucks at twenty eight hundred. No. Seahawks at three thousand. It's over. Yeah. Browns at thirty three hundred. No. Saints at thirty three hundred. No. Dolphins at thirty five hundred. No. Vikings, Raiders, Eagles. Stop me if there's one that's interesting. So far, no. Bears. No. Commanders. Falcons. Panthers. Steelers. Giants, Jags, Jets, Lions, Texans. No. Yeah. There is a clear line after Arizona, yes. frankly. Yeah. After that, it's... I mean, you'd have to really, really try to convince me on Tampa or the Colts, and I just can't get there. I... No. Tampa's going to take a step back. Even if Rodgers went to Tampa, I don't... I think that window is closing. And he's not. I don't guess. I mean, Rodgers kind of has the league hostage a little bit right now. And he might retire. Yeah. I mean, he might decide, you know what? I've got rings. I've got MVPs. I'm healthy. He clearly has other interests in his life. You know, it's the part of Aaron Donald. Do you want to train this hard anymore? You know how you know what it takes to play at that level. At some point, do you want to answer the bell at five AM every day? Or do you want to go, you know what, I'm 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 done. I'm gonna go enjoy my health. Mm-hmm. Because you're always one play away from a catastrophic injury in that league. Look at the look how close Matt Stafford came to having his ankle broken in the game. Look how close that thing Joe, really rolled up. Look how close Joe Burrow came to getting hurt again in the fourth quarter of that game. The knee. Yeah, I mean, do you want that or do you want to go, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take my millions and my legacy and I'm going to be healthy in my 30s and go live. I've got all this money. I don't get to take it with me when it's over. I'm going to go have some fun. Mm-hmm. Go do some fun things, invest in some stuff. And Aaron Rodgers could pick up the phone and get a TV gig tomorrow. One of those pregame deals, they'd hire him tomorrow. He could go be Terry Bradshaw. Look around. Terry Bradshaw lives a pretty good life. He does. Never loses a football game. Never loses. He's made a lot of money. He's famous. Gets his exposure. Doesn't lose. Has fun. And his, you know, hangs around the studio on Sunday. I'd say his 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 work schedule is twenty weeks. It's twenty weeks, and the work week starts on Friday, yeah. and is over on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, when that camera goes off at noon, peace. Yeah, I mean they hang out in the studio and do the post game stuff, but you know they're chilling, watching football. Aaron Rodgers might do that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. Mentioned at the start of the show, South Carolina Ole Miss tonight, Gamecocks 14 and 10, 5 and 7 in the SEC. Ole Miss 12 and 13, 3 and 9 in the SEC, coming off the loss to Missouri on uh, on Saturday. South Carolina's kind of sort of held it together with duct tape. They're not very good, but they've managed to be sort of kind of mediocre in this league. Um, they have actually hit a wall, though. They've lost three of their last four difficult games, not really necessarily a surprise, but they. Um, they lost against Tennessee at home, Kentucky at home, and then at Georgia, um, eighty to sixty-eight in their previous game to uh, to this one, and they've got a uh, a difficult road the rest of the way, where the Gamecocks are almost certainly going to lose at least four of their final five after tonight. Um, 
the rest of the season. So tough spot for Frank Martin there. What what is his um what is his level of hot seat right now? Uh, it's on fire. I, I think that decision's been made. He's uh, out. Crean's out. Yeah, South Carolina's going to let Frank Martin finish. Conzo out. That that part I don't I don't know I don't, okay. I don't I don't I don't think so. Conzo Conzo's contract is problematic for Missouri. Um, Frank's out, knows it. Um, That's I, it. I wrote this in ten thoughts, and I, I'm, I'm I've already got some people to kind of push back a little. There's not much left to write about or talk about with this Ole Miss basketball team other than what happens moving forward. Player and coach. Yeah, and so people like, oh, so you're saying Kermit should be fired. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that if Kermit is staying, what Kermit has to start to address, not, I don't mean publicly, but internally, is is this the right – is his staff set up to recruit at this level? Does he have to change the way he recruits at this level? Because simply put, they have too much, too many dead spots on their roster right now. You know, you you can't have three freshmen on the end of your roster on scholarship who just aren't ready to help you mm-hmm. in today's college basketball. Sure. And if you do, then the other spots – because here's the thing about the injury thing, right? Auburn just went through a stretch without its starting point guard. I didn't. I didn't hear anybody going. Oh well, bless their hearts. They lost a player. That sucks. Yeah, people get hurt. LSU. I mean, we all make fun of Will Wade. They went through a stretch without their without Pinson. Game after game after game, I didn't see anybody go. Well, you know what? He kind of deserves a little bit of a break because they didn't have Pinson. People get hurt in sports. If the Rams had lost the other day, would everybody go, well, you know, they would have won if Beckham doesn't get hurt. Now people get hurt. Yeah. And so the whole like, Ole Miss had some injuries. They did. But that's not an honest telling of the story. It's also opinion. when it happens. Because, yeah, Ruffin's ACL, their best player is out for the season. But they were whatever they were when he got hurt. Right. That's kind of, yeah. So does it change the season? No, it I mean, you know, would you have liked to have seen what they would have done if everybody had stayed healthy the whole – Of course. Yeah. But that applies to 300 and some odd programs. And if you ask any coach in in mid-October, hey, what do you really want this year? They'll tell you health. Everybody stays healthy. Everybody stays healthy. All my dudes. Everybody stays healthy the whole year. I mean, fresh as a damn daisy. Mm -hmm. Now, is that realistic? Every every coach would go, no. Someone's going to roll an ankle. Someone's going to hurt a knee. It's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are going to get hurt, and that's where you have to have depth on your roster. And that's, to me, that's the criticism of 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 Kermit Davis is not his coaching ability. I think he's proven to be an excellent coach. I don't even think it's development. I think guys have clearly developed there. It's you have dead spots on your roster where guys just can't help you the way you need them to help you with when you have – and it's not fair to call freshmen dead weight, and so I'm not. But they're not ready to play. And so if you're already down to 10 scholarship guys and then you lose a couple of guys to injury like they have, and then a couple of your upper-class guys just aren't contributing consistently, and that's the case at Ole Miss, well, you end up where you are, which is 12-13, and 3-9 and nine in the league. You're, you're 
net uh, as of Sunday was 107, and your season is meaning. The last month of this season is fairly meaningless unless you believe, and I don't know whether I do or don't, unless you believe, hey, he's got to win a couple, three more games to cool things off and to mm-hmm. carry forward. And I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. I I, I just don't. Because really, what's the difference? Four and 14, six and 12. I mean, what is really the difference? You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I would argue nothing. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that, you know, if if you're. That's not changing the direction of the program either way. Right. Yeah. You know, I would argue that if you're Keith Carter, that. Be curious to know what Keith thought about this. I, I, I'm never going to find out. If you know for a fact that Kermit Davis is coming back next season, probably could help him in recruiting right now by saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. And then you, people get into, and I wrote about this too, people get into the contracts and the rollovers. Yeah, whatever. And, ah, whatever. That, you figure that out. That's semantics. Yeah. And I realize it's real money, but whatever. Yeah, it's not changing. Anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could, I mean, you, you could look at it, and Kermit's older. You can look at a coach and go, look, we can't roll over this whole deal. Now, we'll give you a, another year, but we're not going to change the buyout. We're going to leave it where it is. We're not going to roll that over, too. And if he goes, well, that's not agreeable, okay, well, now we have a problem. But Kermit, I'm guessing, would begrudgingly say well, okay. I, I doubt if Kermit thinks he's coaching six more seasons. Yeah, yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, phone controls, network security, wireless mesh extender if you need that, and much more. So get the best internet in Lafayette County, 662-238-3159. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow at some points. Brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan, Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year. To make the change, your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. We'll have the uh, Peyton Chatney Show brought to you by The Rogue. Um, hopefully here in the next 48 hours or so. That's my goal. That got kind of thrown together pretty quickly when it all came together. It lingered, and then it came together. And so we're trying to get that done on a busy week for Peyton, a busy week for us, working on graphics, got all sorts of stuff going on. But anyway, that's brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue made it possible. They are your destination for fine men's clothing. Please go check them out, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. You can also call them at 601 601- Three six two sixty three eighty three, or send them an email at info at therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. 
These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of uh, moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. With two sand rings, a grass ring, and miles of wooded trails, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for the future. Along with owners Bill and I'm sorry, Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For information or uh, questions about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers at BowersCone, the number one, at gmail.com, or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast are also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. It's on South Lamar in Oxford, also on the Square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. They offer MedSync. If your prescription is the same day, month and take care of you. One trip, one delivery, you have everything you need when you need it there with those two community pharmacies, pharmacies, GNM and Tyson Drugs, and they deliver locally in the Oxford area. So, again, let them help you, 662-236-2222. Elsewhere around the SEC tonight, the Florida Gators are in College Station, Gators and Aggies uh, tonight. That is a 6 o'clock start on SEC Network in that one. A&M is a one-point favorite. Um, by the way, Ole Miss a four-point favorite tonight against the Gamecocks at home. Yeah, and right. the uh, over-under, 135-and-a-half tonight for uh, Ole Miss and South Carolina. The uh, the best game of the night, Kentucky is in Knoxville tonight. That oh, is an 8 o'clock game. game on ESPN. That is a one-point Tennessee favorite on a line. The mm-hmm. over-under, 140 in that one. The uh the Wildcats have been white hot lately. They're twenty-one and four, ten and two in the SEC. It's the best Kentucky team in a long time. Maybe they're, since that undefeated team in fifteen they're, or so. They're legit. And Tennessee's found an identity. They're nine and three in the league. They are a sleepy nine and three. We overlooked them a little bit. It's because they started slow, but they've they've they're good. They'll yeah. defend you. They have guys who can score, multiple guys. Kennedy Chandler is an elite guard. Wilkerson's that guy that's been there forever, kind of a grinder, can score, though. He's better than he gets credit for being. Rick Barnes is a really good coach. That's got a a chance to be a really good game. Also, 8 o'clock tonight, competing for airtime with that one on SEC Network, the Arkansas Razorbacks, 19-6, 8-4 in the SEC. 
They were in Columbia, Missouri tonight. Uh, Missouri ten and fourteen, four and seven, coming off the win against the Rebels. A trap game for Arkansas tonight because um, they they just came off an emotional week against Auburn and Alabama. They you know beat beat Auburn in overtime, took Alabama within one point. Um, now you and they got Tennessee at home on Saturday. Well, it'll be a big day there in, in Fayetteville. This is a this is a trap for them. This this is one that. I guarantee you Eric Musselman is stressed out over this game. You you win this one and you're fine. You get to go play. But you lose this one and it kind of stings because Missouri is sitting there with a 143 net. Oh, God. And they're playing okay. Yeah. They're okay at home at okay, times. They're okay at home. and They beat Bama. I mean, there's – yeah. And Arkansas is can... a 32 net. And if, they, if they'll just take care of business against Missouri, then they get a shot against Tennessee, who is a 10 net going into tonight. So you're good. Arkansas by seven and a half is your line in that one. Boy, I kind of like Missouri in the points there. Tomorrow night, just quickly, Mississippi State's at Alabama tomorrow night. Um, simple, simple. Mississippi State's got to win the game. Yeah. They're they're out of time. Fourteen and ten, five and six. Alabama 18, uh, sixteen and nine, six and six. Georgia's in Baton Rouge tomorrow night, and Good then uh, Scotty Pippen and the Commodores are at Auburn tomorrow night. Good luck. No lines yet on those games. No. I like Auburn minus the points. Yeah, I loved Auburn minus the points against A and M, and they they needed a loss. They got it. It was perfect. Bruce would never admit that out loud, but deep down, he was thrilled. Yeah. What was their score on Saturday? Uh, they won by like eighteen. Did they really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I saw that. I should say it. Uh, I expect Ole Miss to announce this at some point in the next day or so, but um, they're going to go with Diamond, Gaddis, McDaniel this weekend from a rotation standpoint against Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern coached by former Ole Miss assistant Mark McMillan. He is the head coach there. Um, I expect these things to move. I, I my, my hunch, barring, I mean, guys showing out and being better than maybe we anticipate or holding on to roles more than we think because there's so many options, um, I don't expect these three guys to be in these spots come the middle of conference play. Um, I think Mike is pointing toward veterans here on opening weekend is my guess. That's the way it looks. You knew Diamond was going to get the ball on opening day. Um, Drew McDaniel on Sunday is a bit of a surprise. I think most people expected Jack Washburn, the Oregon State transfer, to be in that rotation. Um, I expect he will throw Tuesday against Arkansas State in the first midweek game. McDaniel, out of high school, really talented, big-time prospect, a guy that just hasn't consistently put it together. I, I know he was working kind of on some mental side stuff. I think that's let him down more than stuff has over the years. So it's a big opportunity for him. If you can make a lot out of playing Charleston Southern over a weekend, I think Drew McDaniel's the one to watch. I think it's a really big opportunity for him to try to put, put a hold on a spot, um, see if he can stick there. And then you get your first look at John Gaddis. He's going to be um, – he's an experienced left-hander coming from Corpus Christi, smart kid. He's deferred medical school for a year to finish his career at Ole Miss. He was banged up. He had a he had a UCL uh, relocation surgery right before the season last year. Mm. He pitched but was not overly good for like half the year. And then it got healthy, and he got really, really good. I mean, and again, I know it's not LSU and Mississippi State, but – he allowed four earned runs his last 52.1 innings um, there with the Islanders. And that was against, I mean, same Houston State. So people, it wasn't terrible competition. I think they're in the Southland. And uh, he will throw on this middle day. Again, lefty, 89-91. to 91, Curveball's really good. Or, sorry, changeup splitter's really good. Fastball's got some life. Curveball's just kind of average. But we'll see what he's got in that uh, in that middle spot. The whole cliche of work fast, throw strikes, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
has a chance to be a really good college pitcher. I don't know if there's tons of prospect there, but um, good college pitcher for Ole Miss. So we'll see. That's where it's kind of sitting. They're healthy. You already know their offensive lineup. We've talked about that. So, uh, again, Friday, 4 o'clock, Rebels and Buccaneers are the uh, the mascot for Charleston Southern in uh, in that one. So, anyway, quick thing there. When's UCF? Is that next weekend? No, that is not until the third weekend, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're a couple weeks away from that. Um, that's in Orlando. Gotcha. It's Charleston Southern VCU, which last year was like a 30 RPI team. They were a really offensive team. They ended up in the state regional last year. UCF and then Oral Roberts, I believe, are the four gotcha. nine leagues. And then Brian and I kind of stumbled on this. I didn't realize it. Their schedule in the league, it's as good as humanly possible. Um, Ole Misses. Yeah, they have Auburn and Alabama in the first three weekends to try to get a little bit of a head start. They play Arkansas and State back-to-back to kind of get that over with at whatever point they do that. And then they miss the top three finishers in the East from a preseason standpoint. They don't play Georgia, Florida, or Vanderbilt this season. So it's about as good as you can draw it up. You cannot. You got Tennessee at home. I mean, really, it's just yeah. if you outline that thing, it's exactly how you would. State's here. State is yeah. It's that big weekend. That's a road bowl that's weekend. Right, that's right. All that stuff. And then Double at, Ar- at Arkansas is the week after that. Yes, that is uh, that is correct. So that's where that's uh, that's sitting. Have you watched a second of the Olympics? I have not. I've stumbled on some snowboarding, but that's been about it. A little skiing. Yeah. And no, that's I've, been... I've, it's not like a boycott or something. I still have any interest in it at all. The amount of interest that I have in summer versus winter is startling. And then also, we just got done with the Olympics. Like, the summer Olympics just ended. Yeah. So there's a little bit of... Okay. Do it. The fact that it's in China probably has... Yeah, well, there's no doubt has about certainly that. played a role in my lack of interest. Sure. If it were in, you know... Iceland or something, I might have more. Norway was hosting. Sure, <laughs> Lily Hammer or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might, I might have some degree of interest, but no, I have none whatsoever. Yeah. So, all right. Again, basketball tonight. We will uh, talk about that tomorrow. Whatever else comes our way between now and then. So, hope all of you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.